The Xbox Drive is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to some people starting with our Diamond Executive Producers, Slimer Snarf, Lee Navarro, and Jonathan Brown. Also, our Platinum Producer, Robbie Bobby Miller. And then to our Gold Level Patrons like James Johnson, Jean Kay, Skinny Matt, Ashley Nicholson, Aaron Gropper, Trucker Sloth, Argo, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, and Sony for Life. Thank you everyone for all of your support. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, and on our journey today... We're going to make some silly, silly predictions for that July 23rd Xbox Games Showcase. So turn that dial, jump on in, buckle up, and take on the Xbox Drive Ball. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford, I am so excited. We have so much to talk about. I actually played Xbox games. I'm excited to talk to you, my good friend. How are you today? I am doing well. Again, I am also hyped. We're uh, one week away from the Xbox Games Showcase. So, of course, uh, I can't wait to to talk about our predictions. But that that's later in the show. That's yeah, later man. in the show. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's lots of other stuff to talk about this week because it's been a pretty busy week for us uh, in Xbox land. Um, so, real quick, Sean, I want to... We didn't put this on the docket under oh, cleaning surprise. the garage, but I'm, I wanted to surprise you with this. Of course, we got uh, a, a, a bit of announcement uh, before the show started that I wanted to really give a quick shout out to. Of course, kind of funny announced they're doing the kind of funny X cast. And of course, friend of the show, Snowbike Mike is going to be the host of the show. I know. So we wanted to give him a, a special, uh, uh, you know, shout out on the show saying uh, congrats. And we are looking forward to the first episode. Of course, the first episode goes up this Saturday on, on kind of funny news Patreon. So definitely check that out. If you like Xbox, I think that was super awesome news to, to read this morning, especially because of the community uh, that still Mike Mike has been put been uh, putting up and, and he's been a member of this community for a long time. So mm-hmm. it's been awesome to see kind of his rise yeah he's putting in the work man he deserves it and he has so much energy and he's a great voice for xbox as people heard on this show previously and i'm just excited for him man he's got such a bright future ahead of him and he deserves it he's such a good person and he's smart and he's witty and he's quick and he's energetic all the things that you want and it's it's about time kind of funny had an xbox voice man holy crap that's awesome so good for him yeah, it's going to be awesome to hear hear them uh, week in and week out. I think it's only a six-week pilot, but, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they got extended beyond that. So well, definitely look, make sure to check that out. If it doesn't work over there, Snowbike Mike, I mean, the Xbox Drive, where I drive a car and you're on a snowbike, which I'm not entirely sure what a snowbike is, but I imagine it's like this specially equipped type of dirt bike for the snow. I think we got some alignment going on with Snowbike Mike, if I could. Well, if he, I here's you so the bold. thing, Sean. I mean, you drive a truck, so in the back of the truck, you could just put the oh, bike there, and then my, and then there's more than two seats in the truck, mm-hmm, Sean. Mm-hmm. And then I go off of a jump, and then I let him out of the back, and he starts going <laughs> in the other direction, and it's all amazing. <laughs> Holy crap. It kind of reminds me of Far Cry, actually. That that seems like something you might have in a Far Cry, but that's a segue for later. I, I, that is a, that's later a segue we'll for later. Later, we'll talk about Far Cry. But first, Sean, let's but grab first. our 8-tracks and pop them in. It's time for the playlist. Sean, you and I played a lot of games this week. Yeah, man. Let me tell you what. And it wasn't just Xenoblade. You played more than just Xenoblade this week. So tell me, Sean, what did you play this week? I turned on my Xbox again, Ryan, and I um, I wanted to jump in. First, I'm going to talk about uh, The Messenger because I've been jealous. that yes. you, Did you beat it? Did you actually complete the whole game? 
Well, to be fair, I've beaten The Messenger multiple times. Oh but yeah, God. I've beaten it on Xbox. I'm pretty close to 100%ing it. I don't know if I'll go back and do the 100% on Xbox because I already did it on Switch and PC. So yeah. it's just, do I want to do it for a third time? But I kind of want those achievements too, Sean. Dude. I kind of need those achievement points. And they're rewarding achievements as well. And the gameplay is is excellent. I feel like you've done a wonderful job talking about what The Messenger is all about. But the one thing that I think is unspoken really about The Messenger is just how funny it is. Like yeah. it's super self-aware and even just the whole style, like you don't actually die. You you get saved just before the moment that you were about to die and then you owe a debt to this sort of like goblin ghost thing that kind of follows you around a little bit. It is so clever and I really I'm just really enjoying it. I'm I'm going bit by bit. And because for some reason I decided to play the the Messenger, which I don't think is a easy game, but I wouldn't necessarily put in the camp of like a Celeste, although it's getting there. It's definitely getting more. It definitely gets much harder in in, in the second half of the game in particular. Yeah. So I I decided to pair that up with a game called Fury, which I think came out in like 2015 or 2016, uh, which I've owned on PlayStation. And I also have it on, on Xbox as well, which Ryan, I've rediscovered and rekindled my love for this game. And I've always had a, had a lot of adoration for Fury, which is a, it's a essentially just a boss rush game mm-hmm. where I don't even know if there's like 10 or 12 um, just some of the most creative and devastating and really difficult bosses but it's like there's there's a thank you at the end of the game where they where they thank people like um, uh, Inafune and um, Kojima and a bunch of a bunch of like Mega Man and a lot of classical. like all the inspirations yeah the yeah because these bosses especially with Kojima like these bosses are ripped right out of Metal Gear Solid like these are very much like a Revolver Ocelot or Psycho Mantis or things like that like very very characteristic super unique bosses that have a really awesome progression to them you think they're challenging when you when you first go at them but as you start to wear them down they get new patterns new attack patterns and new devastating attacks that make it even more challenging and i'm learning more and more just how to conquer this game so i i I had a playthrough i discovered like there's still some achievements that i haven't got yet so this goes back to a question we had a while back where somebody was asking us about like how do achievements like impact our gaming like depends on the game and for fury i'm all about it there's some that i will not get like do a speed run faster than the guy who designed the combat (laughs) in the game it's like yeah no i i will not do that but i'm having so much fun playing and replaying this game because i can there, there's so many different ways to attack it and tackle it and the music is excellent and it feels perfect i just i don't know if enough people know about fury but this is honestly it's one of my dark horse games of the generation it's got to be one of like when i talk about games of the generation which i think we did over christmas last summer i don't yeah. know if i brought this up um sorry christmas over uh last last year well we did games of the decade but oh, we haven't really yeah. done a games of the generation specifically for like xbox one in particular could be which time is, which should be soon. something well yeah like next by this time next year would be mm. like the perfect time to do that i think I love it. I can't speak highly enough about this game. It, it's so difficult. It, it definitely scratches that Dark Souls kind of kind of itch, but super creative, and I, I could go on and on about it. But Ryan, Halo yeah. 3 came out on the PC. Ooh, I saw you playing it last mm, night with some friends. It's so fun. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> None of us know. There's four of us uh, playing last night, which is um, so great. There's, It's like... I don't know if there's enough games out there that you can jump into with four players and go through a campaign. I don't know whatever happened to that, but I hope that it comes back with um, with Halo Infinite for sure because I had so much fun playing just last night, maybe the first... Like, I blinked my eyes and, like, the the two and a half hours went by where we played with Garrett Bland, Jason Lacey, and Mr. Badbit. And it was so much fun. It looks great. It plays great. It's super smooth. It has all the frames, all the things. But I will say that, like, I definitely wish... 
they did an anniversary edition for this game, like they did yeah. for Combat Evolved and, and with two, because like those cutscenes, first of all, are great, and then the rest of the game gets the enhancements as well. This looks pretty good, but I, I seem to remember Halo Two looking even better. But with that, all that said, gameplay is great. I haven't jumped into multiplayer just yet, but I want to do a campaign run on on Halo Three. And um, God, the music is so is so wonderful. It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> like obviously, like that's like. Kind well, Mario O'Donnell just does the the Lord's work right there. He mm-hmm. he's an amazing composer, and he's done. He did most of the the Halo games, and then really uh, just kind of got out of the game after Destiny. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like every one of his soundtracks are incredible. I, my favorite still Halo Reach from him, but uh, Halo Three is a really good soundtrack, and ODST actually is surprisingly good as well. Was would there uh, be a reason why he wouldn't be able to come back for Infinite? Like, is there a possibility that they announced that he's behind the music on Infinite? I mean, it's possible, but uh, I don't know if he's... I think he's just kind of left the game's scene at this Possibly. point. Possibly, yeah. 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 Uh, especially after... Because there was a whole... A big story that I, I just don't want to talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, it's a long thing. You can go read about it if you want. But that's that's why he stopped after Destiny, because originally he was supposed to do Destiny 2 soundtrack. Right. Um, but then that's kind of when all that kerfuffle happened. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway, man, I'm pumped. I'm just really enjoying the games I'm playing right now, and it's a, it's a good time, dude. And also, like, Gears stuff happened that I've, I've got to get to as well. The um, Operation 4 happened yesterday as well, but I'll get to that yeah. maybe this week. We'll see. It's a really good time for games in the middle of July, which you don't get to say very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it's also a good time to catch up on older games or games that you might have missed, like Fury, for example. Like, that's awesome that you had a chance to, to sit down and play that as well, because it's a game that... I played when it came out, but I just didn't really get into it all. Um, I like the art style of it, but it's just... It, it just wasn't my kind of game, which... You I don't know, think it's you, even my paper. kind of game either, honestly. Like, everything about it, like, Boss Rush sounds, like, super basic and whatever. But, yeah, I'm just... It, I'm, I'm trying to make a point of, like, playing and replaying some of my favorite games, and that one is... It can be short, so... And you can <laughs> play it in short bursts as well. Just try and beat a boss and put it down go back to the messenger. For sure. Well, Sean, I played two games this week. Two games that both came out this week, actually, on Xbox. I'm so jealous. The first one I'm going to start with is the one I have the least amount to say on it, which is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. This is from Indie Creates. Um, basically, this is a follow-up to um, basically the, I think it came out in 2018, basically this um, 8-bit version of Bloodstained, uh, mm-hmm. which eventually, it was it was basically a Kickstarter reward for uh, the, the Bloodstained Ritual of the Night Kickstarter. Right. So they were going to do this 8-bit game. Um, and of course, Indie Creates, famously known for games like Mega Man 9 and 10, as well as the uh, Gunvolt series of games. And uh, this game was really cool. Again, it's totally going back to Castlevania 3 on NES. Um, so it's very much just an 8-bit side-scrolling, uh, really good time. Again, amazing uh, uh, like uh, pixel art. Um, they did an amazing job with the look of this game. The music's awesome. The new characters are really cool. Uh, Dominique, who's got a spear, um, she's kind of like the group's healer. Like her, her, some of her items have the ability to either revive your other party members when they die, but also to give you health power-ups, even though um, even in areas where you can't find health power-ups. Uh, you've got um, a corgi who drives a, a, <laughs> a train mech. It's a, it basically this like steam mech. He basically ha- can walk on spikes and destroy them, which is really cool because there's spikes everywhere in this game. Oh <laughs> and of course, God. all your characters basically die in one hit, except for your corgi guy who basically destroys the spikes for your other members. Um, but he also can turn himself invincible. That's his kind of special ability. Um, and then you've got another guy who basically has a uh, long range rifle. And basically he can his all his upgrades are like grenades and other other uh, more contemporary weapons. Like I think. 
with the new characters in this game, they did a super good job of basically balancing all of the different characters and making them really feel different from each other, but also really different from the characters from the first game. Yeah. Uh, because all of them were all pretty unique. And you could actually unlock later in the game the other three characters from the first game as well. So you have this giant plethora of, of abilities at your disposal to navigate through these environments. And boy, howdy, you're going to need them because, Sean, here's the thing about this game. This game is a really really hard oh really like, the first really one wasn't hard. easy man no the first one i beat in one in in one night and had no problem with it on veteran difficulty this one okay. i'm struggling to get through <laughs> it was hard man like for the this rest one, of us it was pretty tough i think this one is like way harder than the first game which again i i like the fact that that difficulty is kind of offset with the uh the character's abilities because when you learn how to use the characters better i think that it becomes it becomes naturally easier to play but man there are some really high difficulty spikes in this game and even an old skiller gamers like myself is challenged with this game mm-hmm. so i will say for if if you're not really looking for a tough challenge Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 is probably not the game for you, but there are also some some modifiers you can turn on. You can turn on casual mode, which eliminates not back. There are no lives or continues or anything like that. So the, the game does give you options. Of course, I'm a crazy person and deciding not to turn any of these things on and deciding to uh, endure the controller throwing difficulty that yeah. is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. But uh, yeah, I do think they give you some nice options there. But even at that, I still think the game would be really difficult. So... Uh, just get, come if you're gonna pick this game up, just make sure to keep that in mind. You know you're probably not gonna beat it in one sitting, um, and it's definitely longer than the first game as well, which it is nice. Uh, but it also isn't too long that it overstays its welcome either. Um, so I think that it's definitely a worthy picked up if you like the first game. Just again, just be aware that it's gonna be harder. But Sean, the game I really want to talk about <laughs> is Crosscode yes. because Crosscode came out on PC back in 2018. And finally, it got a console release this week on Xbox as well as other platforms. It's also on Game Pass as well, so anyone can go pick this up. Crosscode is incredible, Sean. This is the closest thing we are going to get to The Legend of Zelda on Xbox. Okay, but which which Zelda are you talking about? Like, like, uh, Link to the Past. No way, really? Yeah, like I need it's, to, I need to like pull over right now and go play this because like I hadn't I heard people talk about Zelda and I'm like I'm not sure which one you're talking about like that is that's the that's the pinnacle that's the one we want yeah because I mean the the gameplay plays like it again it's a top down like a uh, melee focused game but you also have a bunch of other tools at your disposal for example um, your character can uh, basically shoot um, bullets at enemies as well at long range which kind of feels like the bow from Zelda. Um, but then you've also got uh, a bunch of different melee combos uh, that you have at your disposal as well because you have a light attack and a heavy attack and you can mix them together to do a bunch of different things. Um, throughout the game, you'll also uh, earn a bunch of different elemental powers, which then uh, stack on top of your normal abilities. For example, uh, the first one you get is fire and it basically can not only add a bunch of different um uh, attacks to your combo but it also helps you get through some of the environmental puzzles because there's a ton of environmental puzzles in this game for example if you find uh sheets of ice blocking your path you can use the fire ability to uh punch through the ice or shoot through the ice because uh your bullets can also reflect off surfaces and this game kind of takes that into consideration when designing a lot of its puzzles um so it's kind of it, think of the the puzzles that are that you found in like some of the dungeons in Link to the Past, but then 
doing a whole bunch more of that throughout the game. And I think that's what CrossCode is all about. There's a bunch of different puzzle solving as you go throughout the game, and it's all environmental puzzles and kind of fi- needing to figure out um, where, how, what you need to do to get through the next section. The, the first dungeon in particular took me about four hours to do. It was really long. Um, it was basically a, a Zelda dungeon on crack. Oh. Is how I would describe it. <laughs> like it was, it was ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been loving CrossCode. I've been putting so much time into it. The story also really speaks to me as well as someone who likes MMOs because um, it, basically you play as a woman named Leah who is in put into this virtual reality MMO called Crossworld because basically she has amnesia and the creators of the game feel, think that um, her playing through this world will basically help her remember all the things that she's forgotten. Um, so as you play through it, you get more and more of Leah's memories, and the story itself is actually really interesting. And, but it also plays on a bunch of MMO tropes as well. For example, your party members will go offline at certain points of time because like, it's the middle of the night, and they, they have to study for school the next day or whatever. Um, so you're kind of out in the environment by yourself, or um, it, it encourages you to have different party members in your party to kind of mix up things um, for that reason, because again, you can't just rely on one party because they have to sleep at some point. Whereas your character doesn't really sleep. You're kind of just awake all the time because you're kind of living in this world essentially. Um, so yeah, CrossCode is just a game I've been really enjoying. I've been taught, I could talk about it for, for days and days, but I don't want to take up the whole show talking about it. I highly encourage y'all check it out, out on Game Pass, especially if you like games like Legend of Zelda. You'll be right at home with CrossCode. I it can't wait, man. I might have to. I might have to drop a little. I got one more achievement. I'm gonna. I can reasonably expect to get on Fury, and then I think I can jump on over. But golly, there's Gears. I want to play some MechWarrior on Game Pass for PC as well. Oh, dude, there's too much. There's too many games, but Sean. Let's There's like 60 the demos coming the... out in like four days, by the way. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm bracing myself for that. Mm-hmm. But Sean, let's slam the brakes on this conversation. It's time for some breaking news. We got some interesting news story. A lot of release dates this yeah. week, more than anything. First release date, of course, Microsoft Flight Simulator will arrive on PC on August 18th. Get hyped, everybody. Get ready to fly your 747s around the sky. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a rip and good time. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Is there any, like, yeah, you're right. 747 is, like, a lot of commercial flight. But is there any, like, can I fly a jet in this game? I haven't played Flight Simulator in a long time, but I've always wanted to fly a jet. But I think it's mostly just, like, scenic type of stuff that we can expect with this game. But uh, it it looks incredible. Flight Simulator is never traditionally military craft. It's always usually, like, um commercial or or industrial craft yeah so i would imagine just normal planes or again like the big uh like uh air traffic planes i think that's more what you're going to see in this game and yeah i'm excited to play it i mean my pc i don't know if it's going to be good enough to handle the awesome power that is flight simulator (laughs) um but you know it's just one of those things where i'm excited to at least check it out because it's also in game pass as well yeah um so perfect game pass game perfect game pass game this segues nicely because we, we got one question in the carpool this week from Recurn at Recurn asking, are y'all buying the super deluxe version of Microsoft Flight Simulator or just sticking with the regular de- version? I can't decide. The answer is I'm just going to play it on Game Pass. Game Pass. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and to be honest, if I was probably going to buy it and didn't have Game Pass, I would I would I think the deluxe version offers a lot of different stuff. I think it offers a bunch of different planes and stuff like that to try. Um, so it is probably worth picking up if you're going to if you're planning on buying it anyways, mm-hmm. but, but for me, it's just, I don't know if my PC is even going to run it anyways. And uh, if it's on game pass, it, 
and it's a Microsoft game where it's probably going to stay on Game Pass forever, I'm just going to play it there. I think that's just my my uh, line of thinking. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to. I it's just that's kind of the default answer for any uh, Xbox game studios. For me, is like, why would you? Why would you do anything else but get it on Game Pass? It still boggles my mind that uh, not 100% of people have adopted into Game Pass. But that's 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 all well and good. I have a couple things on this. Number one, I was really expecting them and hoping just totally like blindly that they would come out with some sort of like elite series joystick to play with this although it's like a it's it's basically a we fit balance board where it's like a device for a single game so obviously not much hope for that but also like i don't know if there's any multiplayer to this like i don't know if like can we fly in formation ryan can we like can we can we yeah. do like a top down like where i'm upside down kind of like the, the the top gun move tom cruise does we give him the middle finger and then the, the polaroid kind of collapses into the i don't know if that need that's possible brian i want to know if mighty wings plays in the background sean please please i would love if this thing if this thing is multiplayer it could be just super i could go i should i could show everybody around my hometown and that there's nothing really to see so we could go someplace else (laughs) that's more interesting but i'm irrationally hyped for this game because it just it looks so good and so chill man i'd love a a nice relaxing game and i'm very interested to see what they do with the achievement list on this one yeah, like I hope it's more than just fly all the planes. Yeah, and then have like an achievement for each plane or whatever. Like a, I'm really because I don't Do really know too roll. much about this this game. Uh, and not only that, we haven't seen Flight Simulator since the achievement era began. So exactly. I'm interested to see how all this stuff is going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to play it, uh, and uh, it's going to be a nice relaxing game in in a month of a uh, whole bunch of other like crazy violent games. I think it's nice to have like a change of pace. Yeah. The, I, only too bad that we don't have VR on the, on these systems, you know, cause that yeah. would be, that would be perfect. But it's on PC, but yeah. if only they had like VR capability. Yeah. Yeah. One day. Well, next up, speaking of violent games, Sean, Ubisoft forward happened this weekend. You and I did a live reaction to it. Um, so we're not going to spend too much time on it because again, that archive is on shop's page. If you want to go check that out on twitch.tv slash Sean Capri, but we do want to quickly touch on the, the show here, and I'll go over the three release dates that they talked about. Watch Dogs Legion launches on October 29th, Assassin's Creed Valhalla launches on November 17th, and Far Cry 6 launches on February 18th, 2021. Pretty much everything else they talked about was for mobile phones or PC only, so we don't really have anything else from the show to talk about Xbox-specific, Yeah. Um, but... We kind of know now what uh, what Ubisoft's like fall is going to look like, and it is pretty exciting. We've got two huge open world games from them uh, before the end of the year, and then Far Cry Six is going to be uh, probably one of the first uh, Series X specific like open world games for next year. So mm-hmm. exciting stuff from Ubisoft, and I know a lot of people were kind of down on the on this press conference, but I don't know. I think you and I both were not disappointed by it, but we we were like a little bit impressed by it. I guess the games they showed. Were, were pretty cool, and uh, I liked the fact that they did the deep dives on the games that really needed deep dives. Um, I mean, I wish we would have seen more announcements from uh, what's going on with Gods and Monsters and some other games, but we do know there's a, another Ubisoft Forward coming. But man, it was just, uh, it was interesting to see Ubisoft Forward this weekend. And, and real quick, Sean, what'd you think about this? Yeah, I mean, when I've, I usually judge these sort of things like by, can my wallet afford the presentation? And by those three games, I look at it and it's like, maybe I should consider that Uplay Plus or whatever subscription that they have. Like, maybe it's better that I, that I have some sort of, almost like a game pass for Ubisoft games. Because I love pretty much everything that Ubisoft does. Like, I want to play all three of those games right away and i'm very conflicted on the whole assassin's creed date because it's two days from cyberpunk so i don't i don't know what to make um i i do i want to 
get my hype in check with that game though because I'm I feel like I'm kind of blindly going to this like I've loved the last two obviously this next one is going to be great but I want to see maybe a little bit more before I really just kind of go that blindly pay a hundred dollars or whatever it's going to be for these <laughs> next gen games so I'm, I'm excited they are going to do another Ubisoft forward very soon and we also have kind of a showcase coming up on in Xbox land that we could see a little something something as well yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ubisoft is, is there in some capacity with something. Because mm-hmm. also, we didn't even see gameplay for Far Cry as well. That's something they could do there, or, I mean, who knows at that point. What if Splinter Cell shows up? Like, that's so Xbox, right? Like, what if the reveal came at an Xbox stage rather than a Ubisoft forward? I don't know if that's it even did, possible. It did originate on Xbox. Right. So it would make sense if, if they debuted it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only that, but, I mean, there's been plenty of exclusive Splinter Cell games as well, all, all the way up to Conviction. Like, most of them were exclusive to Xbox. Right. So, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that. But next up, Sean, this was a super ex- surprising announcement this week. Super Hot Mind Control Delete was announced. It's coming to Xbox One today, the day you're listening to this, and it's going to be for free for anyone who purchased the original Super Hot. Um, of course, the one thing they, they pointed out is that Super Hot was a Games with Gold at one point. If you own it from Games with Gold, it doesn't count. You right. had to have purchased Super Hot at some point um, before the 16th in order to get this. But I think this is super cool. Again, this is going to be like the next game in like the Super Hot series. That's what they're billing it as. So I'm anticipating just so many more crazy super hot puzzles to solve and i'm excited to, ch- for, to check this one out sean how excited are you for this one well i i didn't really understand what it was until you just described it to be honest with you so i'm glad that you did the rundown there because i saw this and i'm like i don't know if this is dlc is it another game and like i obviously saw like the attachment to the first one so i i, I never beat the first one but i got it i got far enough into it to realize like that there was an actual story to it which i did not get from the super hot type of trailers that we got uh, upon initially coming into contact with the game. And there's a lot more, if, if people haven't played super hot, like there's more than you think is going on with this game. And it's really interesting. So yeah, I'm glad. I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a purchase right away for me, but we'll see. I mean, it's one of those games that probably will come maybe later to game pass or something, but super hot yeah. is really cool. Really interesting. But for whatever reason, it's just not day one for me. Yeah, I mean, Super Hot was in Game Pass, um, for so I would wouldn't be too surprised if this one came to Game Pass as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those games that I didn't play until it came to Game Pass, and uh, I bought it when it left Game Pass because it was on sale for like seven dollars. Yeah. So yeah, uh, of course I picked it up then, and now I've got the sequel for free. I think that's super cool that they're doing that, um, and and such a unique way of of uh, rolling out a sequel to a game is just giving you it for free if you already yeah. put money into the first one. It's so generous that it breaks my brain, and um, it's so consumer friendly that I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also too why, why uh, a lot of us were thinking, oh, this is probably just DLC or like an expansion right. or something a lot smaller than a new game. But no, they clarified on Twitter that it's going to be as long, just about as long, if not longer than the first game. Wow. So yeah, that's a lot more super hot to look forward to. So uh, definitely check that out. I'll, I'll be checking it out probably next week. Um, so hopefully by on next week, show I'll be able to talk about it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. Last thing though, speaking of game pass though, we got a big uh, information overload of games coming to game pass, including forger on July 16th, mountain blade Warbrand on July 16th, Carrion on July 23rd. That's going to be yes. day and date with Game Pass. That was announced at the Devolver Showcase, mm-hmm. but once again, they confirmed it this morning. Golfer Friends comes to PC Game Pass on July 23rd. Grounded comes to Game Pass on July 28th. So that's going to be the version in Games Preview. Um, the Tourist comes to Game Pass on July 30th. And Yakuza Kiwami 2 
rounding out all the Yakuza games that are coming to Xbox that we know about July 30th on Game Pass as well. So lots of games on Game Pass this month to look forward to. Again, Carrion's probably the one that you and I both universally are most excited to check Big out. Time. Although Grounded is up there as well. I think you and I are both like really excited to play that one. And then Yakuza Kiwami 2. I'll get to it when I get to the other Yakuza games, but uh, it's cool to see that finally on Xbox. Yeah, and I think Grounded is like an early access type of thing. It's not a, the full game yeah. isn't coming out on July 28th. So via Game Pass, you get the early access thing. Otherwise, I guess you pay for the early access or whatever it's called. Is it called early access? When it's, like it's called uh, Xbox Game Preview. Game Preview, that, thank you. But it's, it's it essentially early yeah. access. Totally, know? yep. Yeah, but and, and likewise, if you pre-order the game and you don't have Game Pass, that's what you're getting right now, and then it'll come out when it comes out i guess hmm. essentially mm-hmm. but uh we do know three games are leaving game pass on july 31st not too many games that i would j- say jump out and play these right away but we are losing ashes cricket on pc no you can't play that cricket game <laughs> Damn. uh but we're also losing uh rhyme and the banner saga three on consoles so yeah if you want to play those it. games play them now yeah. but uh I haven't got to Banner Saga 1 or 2 yet. I've always meant to. And Rhyme is... I, I didn't really like Rhyme all that much. I, yeah. We're not really missing on too much on that one. Yeah, I didn't really love that game either. But uh, Banner Saga, I, I haven't played those games either. But if you like games like Fire Emblem, for right. example, like tactical uh, RPGs, then it is definitely a game I think that's worth checking out. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't really played it either. So yeah. maybe I should check it out before the end of the month. But I'm, I haven't played any of the Banner Saga games. It's just that like the motif of those games just never really appealed to me. Like I like tactile games, but it's just, it's gotta be in a setting that, that uh, we need our waifus, right? We need our waifus. That's true. I mean, you know me, I love my waifu games. (laughs) Who doesn't? I I have been playing a lot of soccer wars on PS4, Sean. So (laughs) title of the episode, (laughs) there's so many better like SEO type of, of titles that we could go, but yeah, we love our waifus. Oh, and uh, this information just came out this morning, too, but I will mention it. You reminded me, because you started talking about waifus, Sean, that Bandai Namco announced that they're doing a play anime live uh, showcase on July 22nd next week, um, where they're going to be showing a bunch of anime games. And if you know Ryan Turford, you know Ryan Turford likes anime games Mm -hmm. and anime. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll definitely be checking it out uh, next week. And I think they're showing more of Scarlet Nexus, which is exciting as well. Um, So definitely check that out next week. But Sean, we got a little Xbox showcase coming up next week and we held off doing predictions from last week uh rightfully so because this week we're going to dive into our predictions for the xbox games showcase so we're gonna we're gonna do three predictions each um i lined up a bunch of extra predictions just in case we overlap sean um same we're not giving the same same uh predictions but would you like to go first or second sean i want to go second <laughs> I, I have too many man i want to like throw all these out here but i don't know if we have time or if it's if it, we if got you, 10 minutes if, uh i mean we'll we'll see how far we get we don't we'll see where we're at with three and we'll see if we can keep going fair enough all right first on the docket my first prediction battletoads launches no! right now in quotations <laughs> otherwise at, at the same time though if it's not out right now it will come out sometime in August. Like it'll have a release date. It will. It will be out before August thir- August thirtieth. Oh, That's I was going to say before the end of July. I thought before uh, before July thirty first. Yeah, is but I mean, I, it's. It but I think it's. On, I think it's the same day. I think it's day and date. July twenty yeah, third. It's happening. Although I mean, like, that's carry on day two, though. Dang it, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only does the the timing make a lot of sense, but also it just was recently rated by the Brazilian rating mm-hmm. board and. A lot of times they they put ratings in for games like this 
pretty much when they're ready to come out. Yeah. So, um, I'm suspecting that if it's not out by the end of this month, it'll be out by the end of August and no later than that. Because obviously, it's that's the type of game they want to have out before Series X. Big time. It's got to go, right? man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and do you really want to launch that game in like September or October when you've got all these other big games that could, coming out then? I don't think so. You know, it, that, it that reminds me of Rare Replay, which came out, I believe, in August. So it could be an August thing, but I, I agree with you. That's what that I feel like that's what that game deserves is like that big like that shadow drop. Like here it is right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it de- deserves some time to shine. And even though we're getting a lot of uh, awesome smaller games out right now, um, like CrossCode or um, Carry On or um, The Messenger or whatnot, like, I think that this is the perfect time to launch a game like Battletoads. Yeah. So, oh, man, it's so fun to have an Xbox right now. Holy crap. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I would be I would jump all over that game like the Battletoads mm-hmm. jump because they're toads. They like to jump around. Sean. Oh, I got it. That's, yep. a to- that's a toad pun. Yeah. All right, Sean, what's your what's your <laughs> first prediction? puns? My first uh, prediction is that there will be a Halo Infinite multiplayer beta that will either be that day or, like you said, um, until uh, the end of August. I think there will be we'll have our hands on with Halo Infinite before the end of the summer. That's a really good prediction, and, and that's something that I fully expect is going to happen. Like, if there's not a Halo multiplayer demo during that demo week, there will be a single-player demo. But the, I'm locked in. I think there's a 99% chance there's going to be a Halo demo of some kind wow. during that demo week. Even yeah. on PC, too. Like, I think that'll be the magical part of it, because you could see, like, maybe a glimpse of what you might be able to expect over on Series X through PC. But you won't mm-hmm. be able to get, like, that full experience on your One X, but... I, I definitely think Halo is going to make a big, big splash at this thing. And a multiplayer beta makes perfect sense. They did that for uh, Halo 5 before that came out. Mm-hmm. They did it for Halo Reach. So I would imagine they'll want to test the servers yeah. before that game comes out, especially because it's going to be cross-platform. So there's going to be a ton of people playing that game. Oh so. my God, that would be amazing. I'm actually like like jolted with energy at the thought of this. I'm just, I'm really hoping that we can will this into existence. Mm-hmm. Sean, Same here. I'm that's really all I'm trying to do. <laughs> Well, next up, my next prediction might be a bit surprising, but at the same time, when you think about it, it makes sense a little bit. So, Sean, we, it's July. I pointed out on last week's podcast, it's July and we haven't heard from Call of Duty yet. I know! I'm, Dude, no, this I, is on my list! Oh my god, no way! It's almost like I'm reading your list from here, because I think Call of Duty Cold War, which is the, the rumor title, is going to be announced mm-hmm. at the Xbox Games Showcase, and that... They will announce that they're re-upping their agreement with Microsoft. Me too, dude. Oh, that's exactly the logic that I had behind this as well. Is like, why haven't we heard this? And it's because there's some sort of realignment happening. The other side of it too is I think probably more like the or the less fanboy part of it is that Warzone is just doing really, really great. So why would they want to distract from that at all? But mm-hmm. I mean, there's kind of this hope that you come back with like maybe Phil Spencer just backed up the money truck and just went like come back to us like we're we're promoting cross play like it's the you can play with Pete like all over the place I guess they kind of do that already the cross play with Call of Duty but like they just mm-hmm. align on that front so come home Call of Duty I know that we had a rough maybe last couple of years and we made some mistakes but we've changed man we've changed come back to us please a lot's changed since Call of Duty Ghosts. They can come back. I was going to say, like, go back now. the quality of Call of Duty is so much better as well. Like, I feel like people were, as the 360 was ending and coming into the one, we were like, mm, Call of Duty's kind of had its time. But it got bigger this gen. So, I'm, oh, man, I'm so, it's so funny that you, you and I are on such the same page with this one. Well, at least I can guarantee my last prediction you and I probably won't be on the same page about. But, Sean, what's your, what's your second prediction? <laughs> okay. 
I can maybe wrap up a couple of things into one giant prediction. I hope for part points if we're going to score it that way. Um, sure. Okay. It's all about the console. So I think we're going to see a date. I think we're going to get a price. And we're going to get uh, what we're going to be playing on day one. And we're going to get, <laughs> so silly as I say it out loud, we're going to see a Scarlet Edition pre-order option. If, if you want to like the limited edition thing, sort of like the Scorpio edition that we got with the one X, I think there'll be a scarlet edition and it'll be like, I don't know if that like light thing inside, if it can be red, if that's a possibility, I think that would look that would super cool. It'd be also really incredible if it was designed by Xbox, Xbox Pope, but I actually don't even know if that's a, if that's a possibility, if it's mostly a, a fan thing or if he's actually hired by Xbox, I don't know. But my official prediction is that we will get a date, we will get a price, and we will get the option to buy that limited edition, Scarlet edition, because, Ryan, it is about yeah. time. I mean, not only that, but I honestly had this on my list as well that we'll probably get a release date, at, le at least a release date in the price for the console, yeah. if not a Scarlet edition, because it's one of those things where the, if they talk about all these launch games they got to be tell able to tell you when they're coming out mm -hmm. and they probably don't want to wait till September, which I'm guessing is when the next showcase will be to, to tell you all that information. Right. So if they're going to tell you that I think they want people to start pre-ordering this thing at some point this month. And we've already seen it get added to uh, the Xbox store page. Mm -hmm. So we do know that the pre-order page is literally set up. You just have to enable it to click the button to add, add it to your cart. Big time. They just need to turn that on. So I would imagine that the console price, if we don't get it now, It'll be in early August, but it's it's going to happen soon, and I think it's going to probably happen at this event, too. I think you and I are on the same page with that. Uh, my last prediction, Sean, and, and this is a prediction I literally had the last time we, we had an Xbox showcase prediction set up. Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XIV mm. get trailers. They will also get release dates. Final Fantasy XIV will launch this year. Final Fantasy VII Remake will launch in April because we know that's when the exclusivity comes up. But, Sean, the real kicker, to this announcement will be Final Fantasy VII Remake launches day and date with Game Pass. Wow. Oh, that's really good. That's very possible. Yes, yeah. why not? That's that's the perfect move. They put all the other Final Fantasy games in Game Pass. Oh, Why my can't gosh. they put Final Fantasy VII Remake in Game Pass? It makes perfect sense, especially like that. What a way to, to incite people to try and play the game on Xbox when it comes out after it being a year old because... Um, when a game has temporary exclusivity like that, usually don't get as many people jumping into it because yes. again, the game's been out for a while and stuff. But if it's on Game Pass, you know dang well everyone on Xbox is going to pick it up and play it. Mm -hmm. Well, they did the same with Near Automata, which had uh, time exclusivity on the PlayStation. I mean, obviously they bought Hellblade, but there's a bunch of games that have have already done this. And you and I have talked about this in the past, where it's like I feel like Game Pass is the answer for gamers to get all their games, of course. But it's like it's the answer to like the skeezy sort of exclusive stuff that happens where if you want to take a third party uh like they don't have to do the, the timed exclusive stuff anymore they could do the and i will not predict the cyberpunk going day and date although that's a that's on another predictions list but they <laughs> instead of trying to get timed exclusivity they could just go day and date into game pass and you could get it anywhere else but why would you but on the flip side of that is like when games come out of their timed exclusivity on another platform put it into game pass so people actually play that game i am I love that prediction, man. That is great. Not only that, but it gets them hyped for the second part, which will come probably day and date tap Xbox, mm -hmm. I would imagine, because that Square Enix partnership is is becoming pretty strong, I think. Yeah. So 
I would imagine that we're going to see Square Enix there in some capacity, if not with these games. Again, we also know Final Fantasy XIV is coming, so it's just a matter of we just don't know when. Yeah. And I think we're going to hear about it here. But Sean, last prediction before we go. What What's your last prediction? Okay, I need to. This might be cheating, but I think one of two things are going to happen here: Banjo or Conquer are going to make some sort of like. I don't think necessarily we'll see gameplay, but we'll be like you're going to get a Banjo or a Conquer game on an Xbox because. It seems to me that these mascot kind of platformers are big back and better than ever, and Xbox doesn't have anything. They had, what, Super Lucky's Tale, and that's kind of it. And they've got a slew of stuff in, in, the, in, in Rare's uh, IP. I don't think it'll be developed by Rare, but maybe they've worked something out, that they'll have somebody working on a Banjo or a Conquer game. Very nice. Very nice. Now, Sean... I'm not going to say too much about it because I'm going to segue into Seamus Bekaizik's question at Famous Seamus, who asks, we're about one week away from the Xbox Game Showcase. Here's my question. What do you think we won't see mm. at the showcase? And Sean, my answer to Seamus's question was literally Banjo and Conquer. Oh, really? We're not going to see those games. <laughs> I yeah. really don't it's think a stretch. we're going to see them. It's a stretch. Yeah. No, definitely it is a stretch. Uh, the other thing that I had that, like, uh, I don't know if it, it won't count if it happens, but I was thinking Splinter Cell, which we had mentioned a little bit earlier, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see them do a little something-something with Rare. Right now, they're doing, with the Rare IP, obviously, we're getting Battletoads. Right now, that might be that might be it. But um, what we're not going to see, honestly, I don't know if I can be as bold to say we're not going to see it, but I have my doubts about Lockhart at this point that we'll see. Even though I said that they got to have a date and price and everything for and a Scarlet Edition, I don't know if we're going to see, even as I said, I, I feel like I could actually picture them showing it at the very end just like here it is honestly they might tease it but i am I'm, I'm kind of in your camp too i don't think they're gonna do the full announcement of it at this event yeah yeah i think this is gonna be mostly about the games the only reason why i think they might show the date and the price is because that's something they can do at the very end and that's it well they can, can do they, i think or right at the very beginning at like a quick as a quick blurb when you're launching new tech and you want to get people who are early adopters and you want to get them at the the highest price possible raise as much money and, and uh and sell as much as you can so you get that first wave now. That's why you do launch the Scarlet Edition. Get those like people who are super hyped about it. Get those pre-orders in for the regular Series X. And then for the people who don't jump in on day one, like a month later, so say in like August or September go, you haven't bit on this part of it. But here's another option for you that you might be interested in. And it's the Lockhart. And I think it does make sense for those announcements to be separated. So one doesn't take away from the other, if that makes sense. Definitely. And I mean, especially all the games they're going to be showing at this event are going to be on series. Like they're going to be showing the series X version of them. Mm -hmm. That It would just be, it would be weird mixed messaging. I think for them to show Lockhart at this event, I think they want to have like a separate thing where they, they announce Lockhart and here are games running on Lockhart with like individual trailers and stuff for that. So totally. um, I think that's probably what their angle is, but Sean, we got to go. So before we go, Sean Plugs go. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. I also wonder if they're going to show some xCloud. Ryan Turford, if you or anybody else wants to support the show, at patreon.com slash Capri, you get early access to a whole bunch of stuff, and um, you put some gas money in the tank. What about you, my friend? Very nice. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. You can also find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 149 of the Xbox Drive. We're one away from 150, and we out. Major milestone next week. Bye.